bad for you. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen, Melissa Bernard, Andy Brant Bernard, and Mike Bryant. We'll be right back. Andy, you gonna make an announcement on the podcast? I think so. You and Melissa are. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I heard Fitz called you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that they bought coffee from their caribou. The big announcement that they do every day. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Do you want to do live? Do you want to do a live? Yeah, sure we can. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradshaw and Bryant, Michael Bryant. So how are you doing today? <laughs> oh, that's a hell of a spot. Yeah, that's a great spot right there, baby. No. Uh, I don't have... Cell phones are in people's hands, and they're still talking I on them. Know. It's Michael, crazy. Michael, it I don't... It is insane. I, I don't get it. That really and speeding don't. are the two biggest things 100 miles on. an hour. Mm-hmm. On yeah. Highway 100 going home, there's always somebody doing 100. Yeah. It's, what it's is that? Not, it's people going too fast. Don't raise your hand, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's <laughs> raising no. his hand. I'm doing 150. <laughs> great. Baby. Um, but they're going too fast, and they got cell phones in their hands, and shouldn't be doing it. It's dangerous. Criminal right there. Yeah. It is really dangerous, and the thing about it is, people don't understand, you get in an accident, somebody doesn't see you coming, and they pull over in your lane, 100 miles an hour, somebody's going to die. Yep, that's true. Stop with this 100 miles an hour. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the roads are filling up, and people are on them, so be safe. <laughs> and by Brad, the way, John Bryant. <laughs> oh, he does my tagline. Okay, well, let's move on, Andy. He did my tagline. Okay, then. We're about at a minute anyway, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, well, like, we've already... Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan at Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company, you'll be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. <clears throat> Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. <sighs> Amateurs. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tevin's in, Michael Bryant's in, Liz is in, and of course, 
Andy, Alex, and me. Now we're talking. Our very special guest, ladies and gentlemen, her new single out called Hey Baby and the new album called Shadows and the tour coming later this summer, early fall maybe. Tiffany, how are you? I am fine. How are you? Magnificent. Uh, yeah, we were just in a discussion about <laughs> when was your very first hit? My very first hit was, I think, We're Alone Now. And what, that came out when I was, I recorded it when I was 14. And what are you now, like 15? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I am getting ready to rock a new tour celebrating 30 years of the industry and the new album, Shadows, com. Everybody, please be a part of my world. Lots going on behind the scenes. Up until the tour, lots this last year, of course, with COVID, we were just wild riding it. You know, everybody's had so many changes in their lives. And, uh, you know, I had an album ready to go and four ready to go. And then it was, you know, we can't do any of it. So I'm thrilled to be able to be celebrating the new I Think We're Alone Now, the new revised mastered version of it, paired with the new single, Hey Baby. So again, TiffanyTunes.com, we've got the new vinyl out. You know, I got little fancy pants in COVID. Started thinking of all the different things I want to do, special meet and greets when we do resume, and special, you know, vinyls and different art packages and different ways of putting some some new colors and all kinds of stuff. So working with my graphic designer, um, just kind of branching out a little bit. So this one is a really a special edition. It's got the new at Tiffany logo on the back of the vinyl. Um, just something I've never done before, but it's interesting that before, you know, we were all collecting vinyl, I had a massive vinyl collection that I sold at garage sales because I didn't <laughs> think it were coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wish I had all that. So I'm recollecting, and I'm encouraging others as well, well to start I, recollecting vinyl. This is really cool. Am I right in remembering? You'd started promoting this new album before COVID, right? Hadn't you, weren't you doing some promotion right at the start? I was ready. I was two weeks away from releasing uh, the, you know, kind of the first single and starting the tour. We had a full tour. So, yes, we were just high-fiving in Jersey one morning with all my team and just, yeah, okay, this is going to be great. And then literally I flew back to Nashville and COVID started. Yeah. And it was like a wild ride. So, we quickly, you know, readjusted and obviously just went, okay, things are going to be on hold. I'm old school. I mean, I think music needs to be, if you're going to release something, you have to go out on the road. You have to see that, you know, those fans have that connection and that personal touch. So I'm very old school like that. So that's why we waited until that was clear. But this time, it's even better. You know, sometimes we look at things and you have to phone up all my plans and I think now people really want to get out. They really want to, you know, celebrate life. That we've learned so much through COVID how precious life is. Um, that you know, this summer needs to be a summer of renewal and happiness and healing and connecting with people. So mm-hmm. I am bringing friends with me on this special tour. Uh, members of LA Guns. They've Ooh. been friends of mine. Love it. Um, and they are actually have a, a song on the new album Shadows, uh, and so does. Tracy Guns is on that song as well. But a few of the members, Johnny and Scotty, have been, again, they're friends of mine, and it just made it sense for them to come out on the road while they're waiting to do their tour at the end of the year. 
they're going to come rock some Shadows album with me. Um, and it's awesome. I'm so excited. So it's going to be a very special tour. You can't miss this one. TiffanyTunes.com, everybody. We'll get that taken. And by the way, I, I, I got to tell you, Tiffany, not even cl- I've never gotten a hundred million streams on Spotify, and I'm deeply upset. A hundred million, <laughs> Tiffany. That's pretty good, I would say, sister. No. <laughs> yeah, I, it really is. I mean, you know, I'm all smiles. I really am forever grateful. I, I tortured my parents as a, you know a little girl around the room, going, "I want to sing. I want to sing." They were like, "We have no clue about the music industry," but it all worked out. So, you know, again, to be doing this 30 years later, I think I'm getting better as an artist. I know as a songwriter, I'm enjoying writing songs with different people. I'm really excited about working with L.A. Guns. Um, This new album, Really Shadows, is something I've wanted to do. I've been taking baby steps along the way to really kind of branch out, um, you know, in more of a rock kind of uh, area and bass, show my vocals even more, show me as a songwriter. You know, I don't, this is like what I do. There's no, there's no plan B. I'm a musician. I'm a lifer. Full time, I've grown up in front of the, you know, the public eye. Um, and this is my life. So I'm so excited to, you know, show the new sound. It is a little wink to the 80s, little punk flair, a little mm-hmm. bit Go-Go's, a little bit Blondie, a little Ramones, a little bit of Tiffany with modern production. So I think people are going to, you know, be pleasantly surprised. Or surprised. I really hope so. Did you write all of it? I did. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I wrote it again prior to COVID, and we do most of our recordings, um, except for when I paired up with L.A. Guns on Keep On Swinging, which is a Rival Sun song. So we remade that. Uh, We recorded that together in L.A. with L.A. Guns. But everything else is recorded in the U.K. at a place called Rockfield. Um, Check that out because they're legendary. I mean, I'm sitting there singing, doing my vocals, and the piano that Freddie Mercury wrote, Bohemian Rhapsody, is behind me. So there's magic in the air there. I'm addicted to recording at Rockfield. Um, and the last two albums that I've done, Pieces of Me and Shadows, it, there's just, again, I can't even really put my... It's just magical. You know, I think it's, there's all that energy of all those artists that have been there before me. You know, Led Zeppelin, uh, gosh, you know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Paranoid was recorded there for Black Sabbath. So on and on and on and on, all these great performers, and you can feel it. You really can. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place to record and write your music and hang out. Do you uh, do you play any instruments? Little piano badly, so we don't talk about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, the little piano badly. It's not my natural. It's not my natural talent. I mean, I definitely, I. You know, my bandmates and Steph, my producer, he plays amazing. Um, and it's something that I have to really practice. You know, I open my, my mouth and my voice comes out. So that's definitely my gift. But I am learning piano behind the scenes. As a songwriter, I've had to make sense and I go and bang away, you know. But I haven't in the last couple of years because I have all these great, amazing performers and talented musicians around me and writers. So I let them do their thing and I bring the lyrics and you know, it's been amazing. Again, going back to the Rockfield experience, I'm in the kitchen cooking while the band is doing most of the tracks, laying it down, and I'll come in and out of the studio and, you know, kind of give my inflections or maybe hear a few different lyrics here and there and then go back to the kitchen. And by the end of the evening, the challenge is 
I've cooked an amazing meal, something very elaborate, and they've done something amazing with the track. And then about 11 o'clock at night, we go and do the vocals. So follow me on Let's Food with Tiffany, everybody, on Instagram as well. That's my cooking, my other passion. And that really saved me through COVID. You know, the beginning of COVID, it was a whirlwind. I kind of got to a funk a little bit, little depression. That's not the norm for me. But I think we were all there. Um, and I'm willing to share some of those experiences and how I got out of it. Cooking was a big part of that. Music, of course, was a big part of that. So this tour really is special for me because it's kind of celebration of music, life resuming, um, and connection with people again. No, Tiffany, I got to ask you something. First of all, I got I, I got to tell you this part. This is me, just going back in time. Uh, when I was 14 years old. If I would have had a number one hit in the world, you wouldn't have been able to talk to me anymore. <laughs> I'm just here to tell you. How did you handle that at such a young age? Well, I mean, I never really, you know, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I never really got the whole star thing. I never really felt like I'm a star now. I've always had other things that I wanted to accomplish. So it was like, okay, that's great. And maybe, you know, I think I've learned to balance myself in life a little bit and be more in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the behind the scenes that I'm now willing to show with my fans. I think it's really important. It's the lesson that I've learned, especially in COVID. But prior to COVID, uh, I'm a little bit of a workaholic and I love what I do. So every day I was like, let's go, let's go on the road, let's hustle. And then it was like, okay, you know what? I need to enjoy being the moment and slow it down a little bit. So I was already kind of that mindset before COVID happened. COVID definitely brought me there. Um, And I want to experience that with my fans now. Um, But, you know, I really never got into the mindset of I've arrived. I think that's part of it. You know, you feel like you're a star and that's all you have to do. That's my end. So I kind of learned early on in the industry, you, you know, maybe I had a different ride being so young that, you know, I still had to prove myself. I had to prove that I was singing live. I had to prove that it wasn't a producer, you know, manufacturing the vocal. I had to get better as a live performer. Um, the women that I look up to are Stevie Nicks and Ann Wilson and Nancy Wilson sure. from Heart. So my shoes to fill were very big, and I, I kind of feel like I'm just now tapping into that, although I'm always forever grateful for my start. Um, and I love every fan out there that stayed with me for 30 years, and new fans that are starting to experience some new music but you know i mean i'm always pushing myself and so maybe that's why i just really didn't you know settle in like i have achieved something you know my great greatest achievement is my son being a mom Uh we all celebrated mother's day yesterday Mm -hmm. so that's my greatest achievement and as a musician i'm still growing do you think that's because your parents did a great job with you, why why it's the most important thing? Obviously, my son and daughter are both here in studio with us today. They're on the show every day, and I love being a dad, but do, do you think, I think for me, it's because I loved my mother so much. Did your, your parents must have done a great job with you, I would think. Well, in the long run, yes, they did. I think I had a different... <laughs> Good answer, Tiffany. Uh, you know, wow. there was a lot of addiction issues in my family. Okay. So I had a very right. real life. And um, and they no one knew how to deal with stardom on top of sure. a little bit of dysfunction. So we all came through it together. You know, the good thing is that, yes, my mom, you know, battled addiction for a while and then became sober after, gosh, you know, 
that I became famous. So it was a lot of stuff out there in the public eye that maybe we weren't ready for. But we yeah. turned it around and let it help the family. Um, and, you know, so I think maybe that's another reason why I'm so real is, you know, I had a lot of real in my life when I was a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good people just, you know, having some issues and communication, addiction and all of that. Um, you learn to be patient with people. You learn to not judge people. And you learn that good people, you know, don't always just fall through the cracks on purpose. You know, it's it's a slow process and they need help. You know, I don't judge people. So I think that's, you know, kind of my mindset all the way through the music, up into the music, even my fans. You know, I, I COVID, I was getting all these messages. I think we're alone now, ha ha. And then they would start telling me their story. They're really alone. <laughs> yeah. so it was a bonding that, you know, that keeps going on. Yeah, no question about it. We have uh, Doug Sprinthal, a friend, just came in. And Doug, how many bands have you been in over the years? I've been kicked out of some of the finest bands in the world. <laughs> <laughs> she just starts nice laughing. I, I, I have a question for you because my wife is a singer and we spent, we have a little recording studio at our home. We both played in bands for most of our lives. And we did a bunch of covers, and I played all the instruments, and it was, it was, a, it was a fun, distracting project. But here's my question for you. The, I love the recording process. I like the creativity, but I can't stand to listen to the final product because I know where all the little flaws are. Do you, do you suffer from that? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I actually, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm different. I like, I like hearing all the stuff at the end. It's loud. you got to play it really loud. Um, I only get frustrated when I'm doing a vocal if I can't do what I hear in my head. Like if I've decided to design something that really has that power note, and that day I'm supposed to deliver that power note, and it's like I sound like a frog or a man or something. I'm like, what's happening? Sound like a man. <laughs> yeah. my, <laughs> my wife complains about the exact same thing, and I think even what she considers the guide vocals, I think they just sound great. But she's like, oh, this is terrible, and I missed that note, and it's just right. So it is fun. But anyway, I was just curious. I guess maybe I I'm the learned, only one. I have learned to to listen to others when it comes to my vocal, especially my producer, because on Shadows, the new album, you will hear a lot of one-take vocals. Um, Bed of Nails, which is like the most dramatic song on the album, I, first of all, you know, the title is Bed of Nails, and I had to go and sing it in front of my band, and I'm thinking, what are they going to be thinking about Bed of Nails? And it really is a song about somebody taking on your pain and really being in the moment and you wanting that. I want you to feel this, what I've been carrying around. So it was a very dramatic vocal, and I didn't. Re- I was a guide vocal, but I wanted to just bring it. It was the end of the night. I had nothing to lose. The band was in the, you know, the the, the other room, and I just sung my heart out. And that's what you hear on the album. It was like, girl, you can't do any better. I, and I went back in and tried to the next day, and it wasn't the same. I was like, that's the vocal. <laughs> I'm so glad that you do that. I think a lot of people uh, overthink things sometimes, and if the first one's good, you don't need to do right, another take. Right. I mean, listen to Gimme Shelter and that woman that sang that killer backup. Oh, was, yeah. You'd probably never do it twice in a row, but it's like, okay, that's perfect. We don't need to do it again. Oh, I know. Well, it could have been with like that. That's a one-take vocal. Um, when I was 14, Man. I recorded that. And, you know, the label didn't want me to record the song. So my producer and I just went in and did it anyway. Because, I mean, 
they were saying that song was like too mature, you can't release this, and I think it was 13, 14, in love, like it's very serious, like it's very dramatic, this is the perfect song <laughs> for that. So we wanted to do it, so I did one vocal, and that was it. That's what's on the record. Oh, that's just great. I'm, gl- I'm so glad to hear that. No, it is terrific. You know, i got to tell you something, Tiffany. When I was, I was in a band when I was a teenager, too, and because my voice dropped at 11, the only thing I got to do was go, I called you here today for a bit of bad news. I was all the guy that talked. I didn't get to sing. They made me talk. <laughs> it was not fair. Yeah, I mean, literally, there are some days I just was, now, as we're doing, you know, the Shadows tour and we're getting the word out, again, TiffanyTunes.com. Everybody check me out there. But, um, you know, talking on radio the other morning, sometimes early morning radio, the other day, sinuses hit me. And literally, I was like, this is my big coming out. And talking about Hey Baby, which is an infectious, like, fun, flirtatious, you know, wink, wink, back to the 80s, kind of go-go's Ramon sound, like, very positive song. And, you know, I'm normally a very positive person. I got a lot of energy. And sinuses had hit, hit, hit me that morning, and I literally did sound like a man. I was like, hey, I was like, I called, my, called them back. I said, I think I need another 30 before we can do this. I need a lot of coffee. I need to run around the building and shake this off because real life has happened, and you do not want this on the radio. <laughs> no, it all works out. Doug, I should mention that we're talking to Tiffany about, you weren't here when we talking about what it's like to have a number one hit at 14 years old. Jeez. Yeah, that's... Well, and to maintain some sort of a sane life after that. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, that's the challenge. It's that's cool. Not everybody can do that. That has been the challenge, definitely. There's been the highs and the lows, and you know, I mean, again, it's just for me learning to live in the public eye. I don't really know any different, but you know, I think social media has changed so much that if you do it the right way, you can show different aspects of your life if you're willing. Um, and for me, that's been really, you know, healthy and very helpful. Um, and and bonding with my family, the whole different reason to be a part of Tiff World, you know. Um, I'm finding yoga, meditation, that really helped me out of my funk again with COVID, doing music, cooking, let's food with Tiffany, um, all of these things that I've been able to share with the fans and living, you know, my life really out loud um, and learning mistakes. I mean, I just went through a divorce from, you know, in the beginning of COVID. So that was like, weighing on me as well but you know it's all out there for everybody to see might as well talk about it might as well be honest about it um and you know we'll get through this together is the way that i look at it it is the best that's a great way to look at it when i was uh when i was 14 i do remember um you know i didn't end up in a i ended up you know in the band till i was 19 and then moved into radio and record business and all that stuff but the guy who inspired me to want to sing in the first place was Marvin Gaye. I will never forget hearing him. And I wanted to learn how to sing and sound like Marvin Gaye. Was there anybody like that in your why life? Did, why didn't you pick somebody good? Yeah, I should have picked a good singer instead of Marvin Gaye. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible. But was there, a, was there a person like that in your life, Tiffany, that inspired you? Oh, well, definitely. Stevie Nicks, um, Ann Wilson. Oh, you talked about them already. These are vocalists, Pat Benatar. Yep. Uh, So, you know, again, the coolest thing that's happened is to be able to get to know these women. Yep. They're still out rocking it. Um, And they were, you know, they were definitely my inspiration, uh, Stevie Nicks especially. And to, you know, meet Stevie Nicks later on in life. And the last time I met her, she actually said, how is 
how's your music? What's going on? I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest day. Stephen has just asked me yep. about my music and took the time. That really makes an impression on you. You know, I'm, I'm still a fan, of course, and um, but to actually have somebody care enough to say, how's your music? Are you enjoying it? What's going on? What's the plan? I was like, yeah, you know, that kind of just made everything rise above the next level. Um, and, and she's an awesome woman and inspiration still. Um, and, you know, definitely. I mean, I think it's great to see, again, people that have inspired me my whole life still on tour, still writing, still creating, still being better than the last album, you know, still growing. So that's kind of, big, again, big shoes to fill for me. So they're yeah. my inspiration still to this day. I'll give you a quick story. Can, can you, uh, we need to take a quick break in just about a minute. Can you, can you stay with us for another 10 minutes or so? Or do you have time? I think I can. I think they're going to, yes, I think so. Okay, we'll go. I don't think they're going to cut me off. I'll, <laughs> I'll go very quickly with this. You're going to love Pat Benatar even more after you hear the story. There was a local show many, many years ago. My friend Kendall, who's a very big, he's a power lifter, really big, strong guy, and he gets to the show. He, he bought a front row ticket to the Pat Benatar show, and he gets there, and there's a Hell's Angel sitting in his seat. And so my friend Kendall goes and goes, get the hell out of my chair. And they, they start this argument, and they start fighting and all the rest of it. The show stops, and Pat Benatar goes, well, you two a-holes knock it off. <laughs> It was one of the great stories of all time. My friend fighting with a biker. Uh, Tiffany, we'll take a quick break here. I love that. I know, isn't that just a good I love Pat Benatar from even more from that day on. You two a-holes knock it off. <laughs> we'll be right back. More with Tiffany right after this. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. 
And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and Ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit saberheating.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We got about another eight minutes with Tiffany. Thank God for that time. Yeah, we're just sitting around uh, the table. There are uh, seven of us in here in Tiffany, and not one person could say, yes, if I had two number one hits at 14, I'd be really normal. <laughs> None of us could say that. So, uh, no, it's, it's so terrific. Um, Michael Bryant, who's with us on the show, was that, have you ever been on the show before? It seems like I've talked to you, like, just before the COVID thing. We have you ever been on the I, show? I do a morning no, show, because too. because we were really working some of the Shadows, yeah. uh, you know, album and everything. Everything was about to start, and then it literally yep. was. Like, I was high-fiving in Jersey with all of my team had flown in. Um, had my producer on the phone from London, and we were like, yes! I mean, I had accomplished so much with a great lineup of a tour, um, working extensively, being on the road for like three years showing people I could perform, and I was a live performer, and the news sound, and so, I mean, it really was, like, all of that work was paying off, and then COVID, so I was just, like, beside myself the first, literally, month, I was sure. like, I didn't even make, I couldn't even form sentences, I really was like, <laughs> mm. that's all I could say. What kind of venues are you looking at for your tour? Well, big and small, some some venues that are small um, that are like dinner theaters. We've got the casinos. We've got some outdoor festivals. So very excited about that. You know, we're just moving forward with, again, thinking of how to rework some of the meet and greet packages so they're intimate, social distance, everybody feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on their own little journey right now as far as what they feel comfortable with. So we're being very respectful with that. So definitely we're not going to be doing the big meet and greets. But we're definitely going to be doing some small uh, meet and greets and some special packages that you can really get unique merch that's just for that meet and greet. Um, as well as the vinyls, if you order the vinyls, we'll have special signings for the vinyls so you can get them signed because you want them signed, definitely. So I'm just thrilled that everybody is, you know, getting back on track. And, um, you know, it's just, again, it's like, wow. I knew preparing as much as I was trying to prepare behind the scenes for the green light. I knew once we got that go, it was going to be a little chaotic. Uh, but keep it up with it. It's good energy. Again, I'm here in Florida today, resting, doing some Zen time, doing some interviews. But then after today, I'm going to go and sit on the beach and meditate and get ready. And so that's that balance that I'm trying to learn. Um, because when you're on tour and you're in a van every day or on a plane, it's a lot of energy before you even get to the gig. Um, and having, again, the members, some of the members from LA Guns on this tour, it really is special for me. They're my friends. I know that they're amazing musicians. Um, and having the, you know, Tracy Guns on the album is 
really awesome for me. It's just, it's, I'm a fan, and so, and L.A. people, they're my L.A. people, so we're representing all of that. So I want to be in the mind, you know, right mindset, physically, mentally, all of it. So I'm, I'm just learning a lot of different things that I haven't maybe put into place in different tours. Um, but, you know, again, that's what COVID was really about. If you were stuck at home or working from home, readjustment of life, trying to process all of it, and then maybe, you know, I know a lot of my friends were looking at how to restructure their life, what worked and what wasn't working and what needed to happen moving on. So that's kind of been me now getting ready for the tour, what I want to do differently um, and some things that, you know, weren't working in TIFF tif world with my team. Um, we all kind of just sat around and kind of brainstormed. So I think it's going to be even better because we've worked out a lot of kinks that we were pretty going pretty good, you know, good, strong, and there weren't too many problems. But COVID, again, allowed us to kind of reconnect and rework some things that are, you know, I'm a redhead through and through. I'm definitely a workaholic, so I always had tons of uh, text going back and forth. And we can do this, and we can do that. And we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think more than anything, everybody's like, please go on the road. Oh, my gosh, just go away for a minute. That's going to be great. That's awesome. <laughs> get a break. <laughs> so you, uh, you don't mind, what, what part of Florida are you in? I'm in Flagler Beach, actually, oh, yeah. by Daytona. And it's beautiful here. I've been doing some Let's Food with Tiffany's, some Tiff takeovers, again, through COVID. Um, I just found other passions while I wasn't able to really talk about the music. And um, cooking has been a big part of that. So Tiff takeovers are and will be continuing on the road as well within the tour. We're going to sprinkle those through. But uh, it's, I'm hosting food and my rocktails, which are cocktails. I developed some cocktails. Um, they're called rocktails. So I host uh, an afternoon or evening at a local pizza place or diner, you know, you know, diners or dinner clubs or, you know, nice restaurants. It could be anything in between. And usually they do one of my recipes or one of my rocktails, or I might get there and pick one of their signature dishes and do it my way with a little bit of tip flair. Um, we always walk out a little, I think we're alone now, so you get a couple songs mm. in there. Because food and, food and music really do go hand in hand. So that's what I've been doing. You can see that on Let's Food with Tiffany um, and all the excitement there. So I want to keep that going because I love them. They are another side of me. Um, and food is really, I've always been passionate about cooking. That started when I started touring the world. And, you know, so many of my family members would be like, What's Taiwan like? What, you know, what is Singapore like? Or what, you know, Mexico like? Whatever it was. And I would be, you try to explain it. Um, but the way that I could explain it was to show them the food. I'd be like, well, I had this really cool dish. And it was like this. I had sushi. Or I had, you know, and for my family from Norwalk, California, they were like, oh, okay, that's a whole different place. And we would try to find it. I mean, that's before there was, you know, all these different Amazon and it was, everything would come to your door, but it gave my family an insight of my world a little bit. And I would show them some different, you know, outfits that people wore, different customs that they had in different parts of the world. So I love that about people. I think it's, you know, we all need each other. I really do. I think it's awesome for me to be able to, once again, when we can, start resuming traveling because 
I love the adventures that I find on the road and different people, different cultures. I think it's wonderful. Tiffany, I cannot wait till you come to town. You need to come and see us when you're in town. It'll be wonderful. And also, i got to tell you, you do a great interview. It's really easy to interview you, I'll tell you that. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much for for spending time with me and talking to me. I, you know, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Come into town soon, soon, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I will see you guys for sure. Sounds good. Thank you for Bye. your time. Bye. Bye. How do you get so normal after you've had two number one hits in four? Yeah, that was kind of unexpected, wasn't it? <laughs> I realized who you were talking to. I'm like, you're interviewing Tiffany? I mean, she yeah. sounds like a normal person? <laughs> I know. This can't be right. <laughs> what? Fourteen. Two number one hits at fourteen and she's still normal. Well, we were just talking about last week the he went through the list of child oh, yeah, stars oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, hardly any of them are normal yeah, yeah, it's, kind of, it's like michael Fo- michael j fox and then everybody else is a disaster yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly she saved 30 years was that a hit in 90 yeah. uh, i think we're yeah. alone now was yeah, i thought it was earlier than that i think it was like uh late 80s yeah let's see i here. thought it was the 80s but the answer is 87 87 the answer okay, so that'd be a year after so. What? Between you were born, she was a hit, and Alex was born all within three years. There you go. Wow. What a coincidence. Whoa. Yeah, what a. But no, I'm crazy. No, what I'm saying is. Someone had a song between oh God, our birth years. I thought they were making music until yeah, what? between those two times. That's incredible. Well, I, I like uh, the interview with Tiffany. With you two, not so much. Report the media. It's a different deal. No, I actually, Tevin, I need, to, uh, I need a little advice from you. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I've dropped almost 40 pounds now since I've been on profile, and I started mm-hmm. lifting weights again. What do I do now that uh, when I go to the gym and the weights just aren't heavy enough? Yeah, I've run into that same issue. Yeah, you know, that's and what so I it's, yeah, you, oh, I like to gather up as many people around and see if they can, you know, help. Yeah. Right. Get one person to, like, well, sit on the bar as you're exactly. lifting. Yeah. So there's ways to get creative. So there's a way to get around yeah. it. Your human yeah. materials are an mm-hmm. insufficient challenge. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your human materials. I just went to the gym for the yes, first time exactly. since last summer but i just went to get a protein shake and i forgot <laughs> how i forgot to work out although i work out at home because i have I a peloton that. and i have a treadmill and we have weights at home and so i work out all the time mm-hmm. i just don't go to the gym anymore and i forgot how ridiculous men at gyms are yes 100%. oh god, oh my yes. god. Like, it depends on the gym I'm like, what are you wearing yeah, that's what true, are you Randy. doing why do you think you're so and they mm-hmm. all stand what is this Oh, they right. do that. Yeah. They do that the, big like, oh, like, I just my arms just aren't able to and, go yeah, down like, by I my side, to, and their chests are always just mm-hmm. like. I'm As I'm so carrying around muscular. my gallon jug of yes! water, like oh go, my home. God. Go, <laughs> go home, go home. Yeah, they have their gallon jug. <laughs> it's so and yeah. they're so like, loud when they lift weights. And they're always like grunting, shouting. You'll find this surprising, but I lifted weights for quite a while. I know it doesn't look like it, but. That the grunters were the worst. Oh, I yeah. hate God. the grunters. So no reason a lot so of people do that. You have some fiber in your diet. Yeah, You'll be something. fine. Yeah. The only thing, thing I've ran into worse than a grunter at the gym is I. There was a guy that would ver- like audibly loudly sing whatever he was listening to in his headphones. Oh, and I was like, God. yeah, that, we don't need to make uh, that. Uh, I'm pitching out a key. Oh, no. Kylie Minogue music, sir. Yep. 
That is unbelievable. Yeah, men at gyms, I don't know. You're right. You're 100 percent right, Alex. It's like a weird baboon show. Or like the flexing in front of (laughs) the mirror all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and like going in front of the mirror to lift weights and like looking at their arms when they lift Mm -hmm. weights, and I'm just like, really. Get I, used to love, I used to love listening with the road warriors because when everybody come over and ask them a question, whatever, like, well, they're both dead now, which pisses me off. I hate the fact that they're <laughs> How dead. do you think they How feel? Dare yeah, well, they don't care. But <laughs> I do remember you know. Joe Laurinaitis, who was animal, if somebody asked him where something was, he'd always go like this. He'd flex his muscle and go, it's over there. Oh, <laughs> like, I remember that was like the cool thing to do in middle school. It was like, yeah, could right, you guys exactly. you tell me where the gym is over here? <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so, Michael, obnoxious. law question for you. Okay. Did you see the reason that Melinda div- divorced Bill Gates? Uh-uh. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Huh. She left him because you know who one of his best friends was? Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, uh-oh. Is there What's a scandal that? coming out? Is there a scandal no, We've known coming? about this for well over a year. What? That he was big friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Well, well, I didn't know that. No one cares if nothing's going to happen. Together. Right. Well, not close enough where his wife would leave him over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't matter. He's powerful enough that he could do anything. Well, was, no, no, I what understand What was on that. the divorce document in right, That's not on the differences or something? No, I'm saying what was the reason that irreconcilable differences. Every celebrity divorce is irreconcilable differences. I have a Melinda Gates story. You do? So she was a classmate of my youngest sisters and brother-in-law at Duke. They all went to Duke, graduated in 90, I suppose, 91. By the way, that school spelled D-O-O-K. I won the word. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the off-brand. A friend of my brother-in-law has dated her for a little while. Well, they oh, went really? to their 10-year reunion, oh, and God. my brother-in-law walked up to his pal and said, uh, hey, uh, Tevin, you know, I just, uh, do you think that Melinda Gates ever thinks Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I asked Carolyn what she was like. I guess she's from Texas originally. Oh, yeah. Said so she was just stunningly beautiful in college and even more scary smart. It's, really? Yeah. Well, she's worth billions now. So that's smart good. enough to marry Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is he one of the biggest dinks on earth? He see, he sure comes off as he not didn't a very used good. to be, but he right. got he got right. corrupted. I feel like in the last like five ten years, yeah. all of a sudden it's like. Exactly. What's see, I think he's problem? done really cool stuff in the last ten years. I mean, he like really what? took this philanthropy deal. Well, they spent billions of dollars or hundreds of millions trying to fight malaria in Africa. And mm-hmm. another thing he's that been he worked on. He's doing that for decades. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he put together a contest to try to solve a problem that's really a big problem in Africa. It's what to do with human waste. So he has like an engineering contest to design toilets that don't. Right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I thought that was, you know. Yeah, that stuff's great. It's just it when he good. pushes his weight around politically, I don't like Yeah. That was probably well, on Melinda anyway. He has some super villainy things that he's been doing lately. <laughs> <Yeah>. Super villainy. <laughs> I like. mean, the chip in the vaccine. Yeah. Tenting the chip in the vaccine isn't great if it's real, but it's not. The chip, um, Andy, the chip's in the phone. <laughs> what is real is that what is his plan to cool down the earth to combat global warming. Oh, the throwing shit up in the atmosphere. We're going to build a gigantic wall to block off the sun yeah. so it doesn't heat up the earth oh anymore. Oh, my God. God. What? Well, you just get a bunch of those like old tanning, like yeah, trifold just, things, and yeah, just point them back up, like sun exactly. no future. Sure. Sure. No, there thank you. Go. you. Return to sender. Yeah, I like that. Return to sender. 
he's, uh, he's had some interesting ideas that doesn't that don't come out of a sound mind. I don't think. No. Lately. Yeah, like you're really smart, sir. This is not correct. You should know better than to say yeah. these things. Speaking of it's which, bad. who saw Elon Musk? On I SNL? heard. I heard he that he did well. I thought he did. Oh, I, no, I saw one sketch. Yeah, he did fine. Like yeah. the my, my conversations favorite. at a party. One. Yeah, that I saw okay. that. Yeah. But in the monologue, my favorite line was he goes. This is right after he told everybody he had Asperger's, and he's the first host of SNL. Which is not true, by the way. Probably. No, he said he's that probably first diagnosed. Oh, admitted it. That's yeah, right. He did say who he admitted it. Yeah, so he knows right. At one yeah. point, he says, you know, uh, I built Teslas and rocket ships that take people to Mars. Did you really think I was going to be a normal guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that's true. true. It's true. He's, he does straddle the line. Like, he he's not normal at all. No. Oh, but he's normal enough to know that he's not normal. Yeah. He's relatable in some In some, some, some like strange some way. Some parts of his personality are yeah. Whereas a lot of people who are like that are just so weird. Yeah. Like uh, Zuckerberg. Oh yeah. God, is he? He's like weird to the point where he doesn't yeah. seem quite real. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> he, he, took on a lot of, he took on a lot of roles in the SNL, though. I mean, it, oh, for really? yeah, he did. Lots yeah. of times, yeah. lots of times, you know, they'll have somebody come in and they'll do like one or two things. Mm-hmm. He, I think, was in every sketch, I believe. Oh, he was, and yeah. he did some mm-hmm. really, like, he did Waluigi in one of the sketches, and then he did the 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 did sending go, people to the moon, the, you know, and or not to the moon to Mars. Is it Mars or Saturn? Wherever he said Mars, to Mars, 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 you know. So he did a, a bunch of. So he showed a decent amount of range <laughs> for what he had, and he and he didn't seem like. He was okay with making fun of himself. Yeah, you know, I so. was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Man, that's a good thing. We like that. Yeah. Is he tall? I don't know. I, I didn't say no. Idea. He was in the one that I was. I yeah. I was like, he seems like a little man in general. But in the sketch <laughs> that I saw, he was standing next to a woman. I'm like, this woman is either really tiny or he's actually tall. Yeah, he he didn't seem small. Uh, and he was with enough different <laughs> cast members. Okay. He I'm just tall. trying to think. Yeah. Tall. So, but how tall? How, how tall? Six is two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tall. So above average. Yeah. See, I would have been like, he seems like a five. He's not six four. <laughs> not like Donald Trump. I still love the fact that I have a picture with Donald Trump, and I'm exactly the same height, and I am not six four. I can tell you that. Okay, he sent me so. that picture. The first thing I sent him back was, "There's no way he's six four. See, if I was Donald oh. Trump, I would have just claimed to be like seven foot three. <laughs> yeah. Why right. not? Why so not? What are you gonna yeah. do? Say I'm not. We'll just be like, me what's his well. face? The North Korea guy. Exactly. And also, like, like nobody cares how yeah, tall no, the president well, is. Well, like, that, that, that actually gets votes. That actually, yeah. the ones, the taller tall? ones have gotten. Yeah. Really? With, there's, there's facial hair. There's yeah. all sorts of different dynamics that come in. And tall makes a difference as far if, as well, being president. Men, tall makes a difference. Like, me to get to the mediocre career that I've had for the last 30 years. <laughs> well, heights <laughs> with men seems to be like a thing. i got to show you guys a picture. I'll tell you, like, no, too not tall. Just with men. Who brought it Until up? Too Who tall. brought the Musk thing up? No, did oh. any of us? Was it oh. any of the guys? Right. No, I don't know. I was asking She's if he was tall. She's been to the gym, staring at all these guys. I bet once upon a time your Tinder profile was like, oh, if you're under six foot, don't Apply. Don't even. You know my look wife's like that too, which is funny because she's four eleven. Four eleven. Four eleven, baby. She's so little. I like tall people. Okay, I got to show you a picture. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Everyone is a it's tall very relative for you. I got to show you guys a picture that I got this morning from a friend of mine. These people apparently listen to the KQ Morning Show once in a while. Do you have any idea who these people are? I cannot see I that. I can't see, that see it. It's too far away. Pass it to me. Moved it. Mm. Pass it to me. Um, 
The guy looks sort of. You can't open. You can't open it and show. The guy with the beard kind of looks. Uh, I do not know, but I would love to know who this girl in the pink is. Well, (laughs) yes, you would. Okay, you both need to stop being creepy. I'm not being creepy. Okay, miss, I don't talk to short people in. It's Why always, did I say that? Well, like if you're under six foot, right. stay away from me. The beard I looks sort of familiar. Oh, you know, you know both of those guys I and know. the woman. I the girl in the pink looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you know, okay. know, know who it is. Like a, we got like a what? Ex-nay, <laughs> they're listeners. Say anything. They're listeners. Don't be saying a word over there. Looks like a very nice lady. Oh, um. Kind of. I know both guys. Yeah. A lot of kind. They're actually related. Yep. Um, when this happens, like what Donald Trump told me, he listens to the show. I was like, what? Hmm. But now I find out. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. What is happening? You are correct, sir. I don't oh, even know this story. It. What is happening? I nailed it. I know who three of the people in that We need to go to a commercial yes, you do. so I can be filled Boom. in. Well, now you know four because one's his wife. Well, I, oh, well I, don't, but I don't know who Mrs. Gretzky is. I don't know. Wayne oh. Gretzky and Dustin Johnson. Yeah, Dustin Johnson. Oh, oh, wow. I should have known the Dustin yeah, Johnson one. And you know where they're coming out of? Your house? The Breakers. <laughs> the Breakers. Oh. <laughs> that's a beautiful place. Oh, Holy God. God. Who's sure Dustin like, Johnson? The guy. He's a golfer. He was the, guy the greatest the golfer pink, yeah. alive. And he's married oh, to Gretzky's daughter. He's married to Gretzky's daughter. That woman in pink that you were going to call a name is his wife, yeah. by the way. It's Wayne Gretzky's daughter. I was going to yep. say in uh, her employee. Well, that's very nice. So if you're listening, Gretzky's and Johnson's. Yeah, her address is Alex All of them. I guess the men both listen. Huh. I, I mean, I'm at 64 time, game all the time, Wayne. And why'd they send you that picture? Just because they all four listen? Not, well, I guess because they listen. There's a picture of our family right. who listen to your show <laughs> every day, sir. No, I just, well, well they, they ran into a friend of mine, oh, actually, okay. who lives down there just by the breakers. And they, you know, my name came up somehow. I don't know how, because they're from... Like Edmonton? And <laughs> no, they're from um, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, I think. Oh, is that where they're from? No. Lou Nanny's from Sault Ste. Wayne Gretzky? Marie. Yeah, isn't he from Sault Ste. Lou Marie? Lou in the Sioux. How tall Lou is from Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> yeah, how tall is Wayne Gretzky? Alex needs to how tall everybody is. That's why they call him the great one. He was so I think hockey players are usually a little bit shorter. He's 5'10". Wayne Gretzky is from Brantford, Ontario. Where's Brantford? How old is Brantford? like Calgary. 60. Yeah. Damn. He's 60? He's up there. He's just a kid. Gretzky's 60. At one point, you guys probably don't remember this at all, but at one point, USA Today put God in as one of the assists that he got for his name. They put G-O-D instead of Gretzky. In. Yeah. Instead of Gretzky. God. Yeah. God. Oh, he was wow. the God of he, hockey. One year he had more no assists than other that. people had points. Total points. Oh, really? Yeah. He was like the Michael Jordan of hockey, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Oh, basically, yeah. He, he was, was even... I think he was even better than Jordan, though. He was like the Dustin whatever you said. He was Dustin Dustin He's coming down the point, and he hit a hockey stick that was over here, and it went in the net over here. He ricocheted in off the stick. He was good he enough for black people to know. Off of, <laughs> off of um, yeah. the enforcer's name. Smedic? No, not Smedic. He's the only hockey player I can off name. Off his butt. So. <laughs> he, he hit the guy's butt. butt. He hit the guy's butt into the net. Oh, wow. my God. You hit guy's butt. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was football. It was practice. Okay. <laughs> we smack each other on the ass. And we'll talk it's fine. Okay. The coach said I Good had game, to. kid. We got to take a break here. We'll be right back. But it's nice to know we, we could right now be talking to Wayne Gretzky, Dustin Johnson, and Donald Trump. So that's good. Nice.
Well, say if they're invited to your retirement party like years and years down the road, I want to as well. You're in? Yeah. You're in. Because you wouldn't be normally. Because your party at the union for your last day, you didn't invite any of us. I mean, yeah. there wasn't really a party. I was just I don't, shipped uh, off in the like distance. There's a bunch of people there. Oh, well, yeah, but they weren't there to see me. Yeah, well, well. You know this or not, Tevin, but uh, white people are racist, so you ain't coming. No, that's I'm why I canceled to... Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll be back.